episode 396, Charles Dickens, A Christmas Carol. Welcome to the Strangers and Aliens podcast. Strangers. <laughs> to boldly say what needs to be said. Would you be a stranger or an alien? Or would you be a strange alien? The truth is out there. Strangers and aliens. I am your father's best friend, Plumber. versus Captain Kirk. Do you think that there's room in sci-fi for God? The very first thing that God did was that he created something, so we have a creative God. This is Strangers and Aliens Podcast. Hey everyone, it's me, Ben, Ben Avery, and this is Strangers and aliens, and I am here with my friend Steve. Hi, everybody. And my friend Evan. Hello. And it's Christmas time, and it is time for us to talk about, I think, one of, if not the, excluding the actual Christmas story. That's the greatest Christmas story, okay? Don't get me wrong. But if you're talking fiction, this is one of, if not the greatest Christmas story of all time. I don't know if you agree with me, Steve and Evan. But I'm just coming it's out of the there. gate with it. I, yeah, I, up there. I can't think of one that I like better than this, more than this. Yeah, it would. I'd have to actually think about it, and it's much too late for me to be doing anything <laughs> resembling thinking. I mean, uh, obviously, so. the Polar Express is is above this, but this is, this is pretty up. Uh, we can edit that in post, right? I think the conversation is done. Uh, <laughs> thank you, everybody. <laughs> Remember to like and subscribe. Yeah. And uh, next episode, you will never hear Evan again. Um, <laughs> Evan uh, who? <laughs> You're going to whack me. <laughs> uh, I was thinking, I mean, as far as books go, there there really isn't much that even comes close to it as far as yeah. like literature. Um, I think my second favorite after Christmas Carol would be The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Um, yeah. But that's as far as books go. As far as movies, again, I, I just can't. And part of it is because there's so many good versions of this story in movie form. Yeah. Uh, and an audio, old time radio. Yeah. Yeah. With Orson Welles, which if you go back and look at some of our old episodes, we did uh, a presentation early on. Dr. Jace was in that episode. I was just listening to it. Uh, where we talked about Christmas Carol, the audio drama that Orson Welles did every year for like two decades. Uh, he wow. did a, an audio drama. He played Scrooge twice because was it John Barrymore? I think. Yeah. Who did it? Uh, he he was sick or had other obligations twice, but usually it was not Orson Welles himself. So, but yeah, I I would have a hard time to think of a fictional Christmas story that I like more that has had a stronger pop culture uh, presence and that has had a stronger cultural impact. Oh yeah, yeah definitely. I mean, there's just culturally it's just, I mean, it, it's it has, there's comedy versions, there's cartoon versions, there's puppet versions. There's, I mean, so many different ways that it's, it's been done. Yeah. And, and we'll talk about those uh, later, but let's talk about the story itself and, uh, why it it uh, well, why we like it, um, and I think for me a big part of it is it's a time travel story, <laughs> and it probably I was trying to think which came first, the chicken or the egg. Was it that I found myself attracted to this time travel story because of the themes of time travel that it used that I like, or if I like those themes of time travel uh, <laughs> because of this story, you know and. But the idea of, you know, the past is you, you can't change the past, you know, but you can change the future. Spoilers. I, are we going to play the music? <laughs> I don't think we're going to play the music <laughs> for this one. No, I don't. All right. We're going to get letters. 
But I will say this. I didn't think of it as a time travel story until I honestly, I think it was Dr. Jace early on when we were doing Strangers and Aliens, uh, I think brought it up as a time travel story or someone, someone did. I don't think I'd thought about it in that way just yeah. because it was flashbacks and it was a ghost who was like showing him the past. Right. But they, it looks like and feels like they're traveling to the past, you know, and he's seeing the future. And so, you know, it's, there's no time machine, but there's definitely that time travel element to it. Yeah. So ghosts can do a version of a time machine that time machines can't even do. Well, it's spiritual time travel. Yeah. Because, I mean, he couldn't affect anything. Right. But that's something, you know, my, my uh, comic book time piece, the whole, the whole thing is just centered around this idea that you can't change the past. And so when he goes to the past, it's stone, uh, you know, and it's ignoring the idea that he's able to still move through the air. And so he, I guess he can have a little bit of effect on the past, but he goes and uh, he's there to kill Hitler. And he's realizing he can't do it. Like he fires the bullet, the bullet bounces, you know, he goes to move the quill pen that's by uh, Hitler's bed in prison and it's a feather, you know, and he can't, he can't even move this feather because it's in the past and it's, it's written in stone. Um, right. But then he realizes he does have impact on the future through what he does in the present. And yeah, so I, I, I definitely wrote timepiece after I was aware of a Christmas Carol, but mm -hmm. I'm not sure how much a Christmas Carol's time travel themes affected that because it really was stolen from the great divorce. Right. Right. Yeah. So the, the great divorce where C.S. Lewis stole it from a story. And so I felt comfortable stealing it from the great yeah. divorce because C.S. Lewis stole it himself. Yeah. And once someone steals something, it basically gives us license to do to the same thing. Yeah. 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 That's why I don't feel bad at all about the jewels that I have in my basement because <laughs> someone else stole them and I just stole them from the thief, you know? Well, the, that cryptocurrency is just <laughs> piling up over here and no big deal. Yeah. <laughs> so that's one reason why I like, I like the story. Uh, what are some reasons you guys like the story? Or again, I, and I'm just assuming you two like it. I do. Okay. All I, right. I, I, yeah. All right. I mean, it's just the the redemption in it is is so visible and palpable. Um, and I I really enjoy all the different iterations where they they give Scrooge all sorts of different uh you know events in his past and present. Uh, they switch it up sometimes and and explore it even deeper than Dickens did and. Um, and then I also just like uh, the ghosts who I don't even picture as ghosts. I feel like they're more like angels um, than ghosts because it's very like Old Testament prophecy stuff or even like the book of Revelation where the angels are guiding somebody through these visions to show them stuff. I've always pictured them as fantastical creatures for sure. Um, I mean the way that they are described uh, when the ghost of Christmas present shows up in the book – it's talking about how like it's almost like a a double image from a photograph where you know there's multiple limbs and they come and form into one and then his legs he has like 20 legs at one point and that kind of thing where it's almost like the present is coming into focus and it's just this kind of again fantastical idea and you have the 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 flame imagery of of the ghost of christmas past that all of these imagery things that he brings up then when people are doing them in movies, especially in animation uh, or with puppets, <laughs> um, they're able to just go wild with their imagination on uh -huh. what these things can look like. And yeah, it's just creates a lot of imagination potential. Yeah. And I was, um, <clears throat> I was actually part of a, uh, a performance and it was a really interesting version of a Christmas Carol because um, I'm a I drive professionally I don't know how many people know that as a 
odd fact about me. And it actually plays into the story because um, in Salem, which I live near Salem, Massachusetts, um, I used to drive the, the Salem trolley. This is going somewhere. Don't, <laughs> don't tune out yet. Um, and then during the Christmas season, they would stop the, the trolley around November. But that during the Christmas season, uh, some people got together and they would do a Christmas carol on the trolley. And you would pay for tickets. I think they were like, you know, 40 bucks or something like that. So it wasn't cheap. Um, but you would get on the trolley and I was the driver and I had like a very small part to play. Um, but uh, the Scrooge would get on the trolley and, you know, just sort of be mean to people. And uh, and then he he would just sort of like make fun of the people on, on, the, on the trolley. And it was just really kind of, you know, humorous and, and fun and funny. And not mean spirited. Usually, he would just you know call people different names, you know, in pop culture and things like that. And then they would take you to different parts of town, and like I would park, and people would the Scrooge would be like, "Oh, what are you doing? What are you stopping here for?" And then all of a sudden, the uh, the the first ghost would would come out. And this is after Marley has come onto the the thing and, and introduced himself and. And they've had some, you know, comedy words and stuff like that. But it's it still has that scariness to it, even though you're you're playing it up as, as comedy. And um and you know, then you go to the the second uh the second one and, and you know you can sort of see Scrooge sort of understanding that he should be different, but then you know, there's that last one where I stop the the trolley and I open up the door and I'm just sort of like really quiet. And he's like, Oh, what, you know, he, he, he's playing it. I mean, he's a very good actor. And, uh, and he would, in, you see in the distance, someone is like standing on a milk crate, but has like a huge, uh, uh cloak over them and you can't see their head and they have like, you know, I mean, it's just, it's really pretty well done. Um, and that's the ghost of, of Christmas yet to come. And then they encounter him and then he comes back onto the, the uh, the trolley and and it's like it's like it's a different person and it's really you know one of those stories where the person at the end it's like they've been born again mm-hmm. you know and you know i always uh thought of scrooge after this story as you know, changing the world, you know, I mean, what, what couldn't he do with, you know, all the, the, diff, the all the, the way he knows how to handle money. And now he knows the, you know, the, the reason behind it all and, and the, the impetus to go forward and to not be the person that he saw in, in that future yet to come. And, uh, and, you know, what, what wonderful, beautiful world came of that, you know, it's like when people say, oh, you're a Scrooge with your money. And I'm, I, I'm sort of like, you know, is it before before the ghost or <laughs> after the ghost? But uh, it was really a wonderful um, thing. I, I got to, to drive it, I don't even know, maybe like 20 or 30 times. So hmm. I was actually, I didn't play like an actual character in the book because I was a trolley driver. <laughs> but, um, it, and I mean, it was cool that they had like this really big bell and I would like ring the bell that, you know, the different times and stuff like that and everything. And, 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 um, and, and, it, and it's all live. That's the thing, you know, it's like absolutely live. So anything that happens on the bus, like we get into traffic or something, he has to like keep it going. And I mean, it was really <laughs> interesting way to do, um, that type of a show where, you know, if anything, that's the thing, if anything goes wrong. You know, you have to, you have to roll with it. Um, and uh, you know, every once in a while, rolling, something would happen. It's a trolley. What's that? I said rolling because it's a trolley. Oh, oh, I get it. Anyway. <laughs> I do feel, though, as much as you can do these imaginative things with animation, it could be just as effective with the right actor. Just, you know, goes to Christmas past just wearing you know, white street clothes and the ghost of Christmas present, you know, wearing colorful 
lively costuming or even Santa Claus's outfit or something. Uh, and yeah. then the ghost of Christmas future, just a, a black hoodie, you know, like you, you could stage this with minimal staging and minimal costuming, just using street clothes and, and it could still be as effective. Uh, yeah. Because this, there's just this, I don't know, there's this universality to the story as well. Like it, it can be translated into different cultures into different time periods mm-hmm. um you know the fawns could play scrooge and he'd be great <laughs> you know or maybe yeah. maybe not great but you know and that's one okay. of the things where yeah it's one of those things where you can i mean there, there's been tv shows or radio shows or whatever where they they do take the characters and they put them into those roles and you think to yourself you know how fun would that be if if i could you know, do that with my favorite show here or there or whatever. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you're hard pressed to find a show that hasn't done it. Uh, at least one that, that, uh, you know, was fanciful enough for that sort of thing. I mean, um, yeah, the $6 million, the $6 million man did it. Um, <laughs> Mr. Magoo <laughs> did it. Uh, I don't know. Did the Flintstones ever do it? It feels like they might yes, have. They did. Okay. Yes, they did. All right. And it was a play, though. Oh, really? They, they, they were putting on the play, yeah. Nice. Um, the Jetsons did it, and it was not a play. Okay. <laughs> All the ghosts were robots, and they haunted. <laughs> they haunted Mister. Is it Mister. Spacely? I think so. Spacely's yeah. Pockets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and <laughs> the lesson he learns at the end. He he does like so. Astro swallows one of his sprockets, and he's gonna die <laughs> on Christmas. And they're and they're trying to you know like Mister Spacely, please help. He's like Bah humbug, I'm not helping you. And then the ghosts show up, and they show him what's gonna happen in the future, or the, you know if he doesn't help the dog, the Jetsons will be forced to sue him for all he's worth, and he'll be destitute. And they'll be super rich. And that's what changes his mind. That's not perfect. goodwill. That is so funny. <laughs> He's going to lose his money. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably the best take uh, <laughs> on, on Christmas. I think, again, I think we just stop the conversation now. We... <laughs> I just like the robot ghosts. <laughs> I yeah. need to see yeah. this now. How recent is this? It's, oh, oh, it's back when the Jetsons was on TV. Okay. Right. Um, but it it's on HBO Max if you want to watch it. And so is the Flintstones one, I think. The, I I like the other Flintstones Christmas special better than the Christmas Carol one where uh you know they have they have Santa Claus and Fred has yeah. to dress up as Santa Claus and they celebrate Christmas in the BC. <laughs> in the way in <laughs> BC, yeah. And there's Paris and it and it has the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, just stone houses around the Eiffel Tower. Yeah, yeah, you got to recognize that where where you are. Um, that's just you know, it's 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 like history repeats itself. You know. Yeah, that's it. In that place, a tower is always going to be there, like that tower. Or yeah. this is the second Stone Age. Yeah, where yeah. it's post-apocalyptic. It's probably what it is. Mm-hmm. That's Hanna Barbera. They were very forward thinking. <laughs> with their you know meta references and things like that so one of the other things i really like about this thing and you talked about with redemption but it is uh when i was recording the the video that's going to go out for youtube where i I talk about the book uh it it checks off all the the boxes for like strangers and aliens like why we do strangers and aliens it's got the themes that are just resound so much with Christianity. You've got the the time travel aspect. You've got the creatures, the fantastic creatures. You've got the, um, you know, for the book itself, the the writing is just brilliant. Yeah. Like his word choices and, and word play. And it, it just, it just flows as a quick read. I read it. Uh, the reason why we're doing this is because I suggested it because I just read it last Sunday and I read it in an afternoon and I still had time for my afternoon nap after church. You know, like it's a, yeah. it's a quick read yeah. and a fun read. And I used to read it every year, like for a long time through college and the early years of being married, but having 
family, I think, is when that stopped happening. So it's been a long time since I've read the book, but I just... I've always wanted to read it, like, as a Christmas tradition, ever since I saw Mr. Feeney doing that on Boy Meets World. Um, (laughs) I haven't yet. Did they do a Christmas Carol episode? You know, I don't know. They did a they did a, a slasher episode where everyone dies, but it was all a dream. <laughs> that one's hilarious. But Feeney wasn't reading it, and then he he no, it no. or anything. No, I don't think so. Okay. All right, because I could see them going there, especially in the later yeah. seasons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they went back in time to World War Two. So. And Sabrina showed up and actually did magic, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, just like in the real World War Two. Yeah, Eric yeah. dates a, a witch and run has to run away, and then he ends up with Sabrina at the end. He's like, "I'm so glad that I'm with a normal girl now." <laughs> anyway, um, let's talk about the Christmas the TGIF Carol. universe. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so all of these things, like they just they just build up into what I again when I read it this year, I was just delighted. When I got done reading, I was so excited. Yep. To just talk about it, and I just had so much fun with it. But then, as I brought it up, I didn't realize this, but Evan, you said, "Hey, yeah, also you should watch the new movie on Netflix." Yes. Um. I saw this thing. Actually, I saw the review before I even knew this was a thing. Like, I think somewhere in the back of my mind, I had heard about this. But then I saw the review and they're like, it's terrible. And I was like, okay, cool. I'm going to watch it. (laughs) And um, so, and it's an animated movie. So I love animation. The animation is good. It's about the Christmas Carol. So I started watching this thing and I was floored. I... It's it's got it's given me a run for my money on on the rankings of my favorite Christmas Carol adaptations, which I didn't think was possible. So. Hmm. I it definitely jumped to second spot for me. Nice, but it did not yeah. get it, it. It cannot take the top spot for me. It didn't stick the landing on the third ghost, like the the ghost of Christmas past that moved me like it's this is an animated musical it's like what if disney feature animation decided you know what our next animated musical is the christmas carol and it it was that kind of quality and i mean the the ghost of christmas pet part like i said it was i was just mouth agape watching this thing in my chair i'm like oh my goodness this is amazing <laughs> the visuals and the and the music and everything all together and the Crows to Christmas Pass was equally great. And then they just kinda it kind of fell flat for me on the on the Ghost of Christmas Future. I but then they picked it back up again. Should have been a that. robot. <laughs> <laughs> they the problem with the Ghost of Christmas Future is it was so quick. And yeah. I feel like they were just kind of skimming in They're some ways. In. And yeah. but the one thing that really struck me with the Ghost of Christmas Future was there's a moment with the the burial parade where Scrooge is marching along mm. oblivious and the ghost is behind him and just so ominous, just marching along behind this oblivious Scrooge who doesn't realize exactly what's happening yet. And, he doesn't realize why everybody's celebrating him. Yeah, yeah. He thinks they're celebrating him, but they are, well, they're celebrating. They're celebrating his death. But they're not <laughs> celebrating him. They're celebrating that he's gone. And... Yeah, the other thing that surprised me with this one was, and, and at first I didn't know if I was going to like it because of this. They added a lot of backstory. Yes. yes, they did. Now, they added backstory that actually fit with the book, which is one reason why I was glad that I had read it so recently when I was watching the movie on your recommendation was I was able to like remember what was in the book and what wasn't in the book. And so when they're adding in things like his sister – and they're adding details. Everything in Scrooge's life happened on Christmas Day. <laughs> like yeah. Every every major event in his life was on Christmas Day. Born on uh, Christmas. And most of them it, were bad. Yeah, yeah. But it kind of worked, you know. And uh, But bringing his sister to the forefront, I had not thought about his sister 
until I was reading it this time when I realized, oh, his nephew is because he had other family. Where is his sister? And I was reading the chapter in the in the past where he it has an interaction with his sister and how much he loved his sister. Um, but they really bring that to the forefront of losing his sister as well because she's not around when yeah. the nephew is trying to engage with Scrooge. And they really bring that to the forefront of why the nephew even cares to bother with Scrooge. Sometimes it's played that the nephew is just bothering Scrooge, but he's actually bothering with Scrooge. He wants to spend time with this link to his mother. And yeah. that was a really effective addition. Um, but well, what, and, what got and, me worried about it was like early on, Scrooge and Tiny Tim cross paths on the street. You know, and yeah. I'm just like, oh, where, are they going to really just add a whole bunch of extra stuff? But everything they added, <laughs> everything they added fit in the cracks of what Charles Dickens didn't elaborate on. Yes. And that's one of the things I really appreciated about this and what got me so into it was because not only did they do that, but they also paraphrased everything. So often in these Christmas carols, it's it's word for word quotes from Dickens, which is not bad because, of course, he's a master. Right. But it's right. like yes. the old English. that no With one this, they barely did that. And they still managed all the plot points and character points, but they paraphrased it all and in, 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 said it in new ways. And that was really effective for me, just like, oh, what's going to happen next? How are they going to do this? Yeah, because the th other things that they added, other conversations that they added, um, brought to life things that Dickens said. And so it was brought to life. It was showing and not telling. You know, So you see interaction with Scrooge and other people uh, instead of Dickens saying the things that Gonzo said in The Muppet Christmas Carol. You know? <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. I, and I will say this, though. There's a reason why they quote from it in the movies, and that's because it is good wordplay, yes. and it's 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 clever and is good writing. But they did keep some of it. But then you know, every once in a while, you, here's a line. Oh, that's from the book. Oh, but the next line is no, it's 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 something else entirely. Uh, but it wasn't bad, and that was what I was worried about. I was I I was going into it arms crossed but by the time that marley showed up i was i was like oh no this is this is effective marley was cool looking oh my goodness he was terrifying <laughs> and that was great like i love the coins on the eyes so good that was such a great detail yeah yeah so good and i mean okay the part that got me the the most was the ghost of christmas past where he, uh, his fiance is going to break up with him. That that whole musical number and the visuals, I I would like my jaw was on the floor. I was like, this is incredible. That was my my favorite part of the whole movie. Yeah, I can see why. I mean, it's a turning point in his life. It's a turning point in the story, and they make it a freeze frame in time. Yeah, and there is some yeah, there's some cool stuff with that. Uh, the Ghost of Christmas Present stuff also, like, um, now they added in some little Disney-esque creatures that yes. were just kind of, you know, floating around. And I didn't mind that at all with Christmas Present, but I was, that was one of the things that fell flat for me in the Ghost of Christmas Future. <laughs> the evil versions of them? Yeah. In in the subtitles, they called them fearlings. <laughs> oh, yeah. They just kind of undercut the, the ominousness. Of, of that whole sequence. And they I'm certainly an were not supposed to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, they're supposed to be a little bit, I guess, bring humor to the, the scary, but... Yeah. So, overall, though, I would definitely say it's worth watching. The songs work. The voice acting, Scrooge, when he's talking, is kind of what I picture. When Scrooge is singing, it's a really <laughs> strong, young-sounding voice. So I'm not like... Totally on board with his singing voice, but I was on board with it. The lyrics it sounds, work. It sounds old enough to me that he could do it. And you know, when he's when you sing, your voice kind of smooths out anyway. If you are a good singer, so it worked for me. So I highly recommend. Highly recommend. It's on Netflix. And it's called Scrooge: Colon A Christmas Carol. Yeah. yeah. 
So let's talk about other versions that we like and why we like them, though. I mean, because the Muppet Christmas Carol, that is an annual event. I may not read the book every year, but the movie we watch every year as a family. That's had the top spot. That is that's the top spot for me. It's a fantastic. And that's the one. That's the one that's getting their their neck and neck here. I don't know which one's gonna last out, but yeah, the Muppets one is just fantastic. Like, um, the Scrooge portrayal. It's like okay, Michael Caine, you can come in this movie. You can be Scrooge, and remember, it's Muppets. Just chill, have fun with it. No, I will be the most hard edged. <laughs> serious Scrooge of all time. And I will look these puppets straight in the face and strike fear into their hearts. <laughs> no, but that's what sells it. Like he is yeah. acting. He is yeah. acting the part. He is not, you know, this is not variety show Muppets. Special guest star. This yeah. is an John actor. Denver. Yeah. And yeah, he, he sells it. he, I, I honestly, if he wasn't in it, it may not be my favorite. No, he, he, Gonzo and Rizzo make that movie like with without them and their color commentary. I don't think it would be as good as it is. And Gonzo was almost going to be the ghost of future. Huh? They went <laughs> at some point they were talking about like Muppet characters, I guess, doing that part. But Gonzo was intended to be the ghost of Christmas future. And I'm so glad that they did original characters, original character designs yeah. for that, because that just those designs are astounding and just gorgeous. Yes. I mean, the ghost of Christmas past in that one is just terrifying. <laughs> like you're, It's just <laughs> it's the uncanny valley coming yeah, to yeah. life. <laughs> in a good way yeah yeah it, it's 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 good that it's a ghost because it is creepy but then the ghost of christmas present is perfect as well the way he's aging he's kind of this giant jolly santa clausy uh i don't know wizard i think like yeah. he just he's a muppet like he's yeah. he's the other ones are not muppets but he's a Muppet. Uh, I would say that the the past is Muppet for sure. No, the yeah, past. Yeah, is... they did creepy, weird stuff in the Muppet Show all the time. Yeah, but I this is humanoid, and this is more like Dark Crystal, and I don't consider them Muppets. But they they're are Muppets. Muppets. No, they're puppets. No, the Dark Crystal are Muppets. They were created by Muppets are felt. Jim Henson. That's what makes it a Muppet. It's all not right. felt. No, well, that means that the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles would be Muppets, and that's not correct. Oh, they were costumes. They were Jim Henson? <laughs> yeah, they were. Yeah, yeah, the original ones. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was Creature Shop did the did that. That was the last film project he ever worked on. So Jabba? Jabba the Hutt? Muppet? He's a Muppet, apparently. No, Muppet is, is a trademark for Jim Henson Productions. So I'm not going to say Yoda and Jabba. Did, I don't think Henson worked on Jabba at all. Was it just Frank Oz? Yeah, I know that they got paid, though, for some of the work that they did with Yoda helped with the Dark Crystal. And also just some of the stuff they did with Yoda helped with the Dark Crystal puppetry, uh, where they were able to ex- experiment a little bit with Yoda. And so without Yoda, we wouldn't have the Dark Crystal. Some people wouldn't mind. <laughs> but, <laughs> it would be a much but, brighter crystal that we got. Yeah, we would have gotten, yeah. gotten the smudgy crystal. Felt it's putting out just a little bit of light, or the dark marshmallow, you know, something not as hard as a crystal. Yeah, yeah, just sort of. Anyway, Christmas Carol. Yeah, I just think the Muppet Christmas Carol is about as far as you can take an adaptation and and make the changes, but respect the material. You know, they they make the jokes, they're joking about the material, but it's joking about material that they clearly enjoy and love. Yeah, yeah, well, and like again, Gonzo, he can just turn on a dime from being lighthearted and funny to this is going to be creepy. They both run away for the third act. You know? Yeah. Like we'll see at the end. <laughs> Which I wonder like how some kids might respond to that where it's like, wait, this is so scary. Gonzo's leaving. Yeah. Come back. Should I be Gonzo's watching this? Weird you were my buffer. 
<laughs> oh, when I was a kid, I didn't get, I didn't make it past the door knocker. Oh, really? Yeah. I was like, no, nope, we're done. <laughs> hey, that was one addition that at first I wasn't sure about, but that I really liked about the animated one that we just watched, which was Scrooge. Marley is whispering for Scrooge early on. Yeah. Through and the whole, there's this yeah. kind of just backdrop of the spirit world is coming for him. Yeah. And it was, again, it, I didn't think I was going to like it as much as I did. And that was one, the first time they did it, I'm like, Oh, I don't know about this. And then as it kept happening, uh, I was able to see what they were doing and appreciate what they were doing. I mean, I guess I saw what they were doing, but I appreciated it. So oh, I, and the visuals aspect of that where he freezes the fire, like the actual flames are frozen. That was just, yeah. So cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and, but that they won me back at the end of the, uh, the, the, uh, ghost of Christmas, uh, future park where they finally bury Scrooge. And once they put the dirt on him, then Scrooge comes out covered in chains mm -hmm. with the, I was like, Oh man, He's that's haunted good. by his future. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. yeah. Some what other about versions. Mickey mouse Christmas Carol. That is a good one too. That is, a, I, again, I don't think I've seen that one in a long time. They're dropping characters that we know and love in there. And Scrooge is the perfect Scrooge, right? Yes. Well, and I I really appreciate that this was created before the Disney Renaissance. Because um, if it wasn't, you know, we would have had Beast as the Ghost of Christmas Future or something. Um, but I really like that m all the characters are from like the 1940s films and Mickey Mouse cartoons. Like Miss, Mr. Toad is Fezziwig. <laughs> You know, and they've got the that horse from Mr. Toad in there and the weasels and the big bad wolf and, and the giant. Yeah, Willie the Giant, yeah. From Fun and Fancy Free. <laughs> yeah. Is is that on in Disney Plus? It is. I'll have to check that out. Yeah. And, and Goofy is Marley. Good stuff. I remember when uh when they put the rescuers back out on uh, in theaters, this was a big deal. Like they were gonna put this out with it. And I really wanted to see the rescuers just so I could see this, but I didn't. It was wasn't until it was on VHS that I got a chance to see it. And VHS. Yeah, if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, this was a passion project by Roy Disney. I could be wrong about that. It was somebody's passion project. But this was something that because of the way that it worked, uh, when they decided to do like we got to do a show. We got to do some shows, you know, and, and DuckTales was able to become kind of what it was because they Scrooge was in the public consciousness as a major character and not just a minor character in animation. And now he was a major character in, in some of the comic book stuff, but this was, he was in the public consciousness because of Mickey's Christmas Carol. Yeah. This is his first animated appearance, I think. So that, that worked. I, I mentioned Mr. Magoo's Christmas Carol. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's it's stupid but at the same time it's not i actually really enjoyed watching it because i i guess i have a fond spot for it because i saw it when i was a kid it was one of those where they would bring film projectors into the gym yeah <laughs> and we would watch um, a special movie every once in a while um that's how i saw star wars the second time the, wow. the first wow. the first star wars i saw in the theater but then they showed it in our gym wow uh, yeah yeah and they showed um, Mr. Magoo's Christmas Carol. They, there are other things I remember doing, but um, yeah, this was one that <laughs> it worked because Mr. Magoo was perfect as as being being Scrooge. Uh, but I remember vividly, for some reason, the Ghost of Christmas Past takes him to his old home, and he's like, "I I can walk it blindfolded." That's from the book, <laughs> but that's him, you know, just uh, yeah. And for some reason, that just stuck out to me. The Lord's Bright Blessing. It's a good song. Oh, I've got one. I've got one. It's uh, This one's a more obscure one and one that millennials might uh, remember. It's the Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends. Are you guys familiar with that show? Mm -hmm. Yeah, love that show. Yeah. I mean, the I watch that Christmas special every year. 
Um, and it's cause they, they mix in notes of like Charlie Brown and some other things. And, um, the, it has two plots. One of them is Mac, the boy who is trying, who's coming to grips with is Santa Claus real. And then you have the other one, which is blue, which is his imaginary friend who is, uh, a narcissist. <laughs> and he comes to realize that the residents of the, um, the, the imaginary friends home only get one present each at Christmas, except for Moisha. He gets eight because he's <laughs> a living dreidel. And, <laughs> and so to rectify this blue impersonates the ghosts and uh, haunts the, the house manager, Mr. Harriman and tries to get him to give them more presents. So he shows up as the ghost of Bob Marley because he doesn't know what he's talking about. Marley. And then he shows up as the ghost of a Christmas present of a Christmas present. Yeah. Um, and then he shows up as the Terminator. It's the ghost of Christmas <laughs> future. And he's like, you, you can't just give them one present. And Harriman's like, wait, wait, okay. Then how about two presents? No, two is totally unacceptable. And Harriman's like, okay, I understand. Not one present, not two presents, not one single present. He's like, yes, that's right. And so then Harriman ends up throwing away all the Christmas presents and decorations. <laughs> so clever. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a great show though. Yeah, it really is. So, um, there was a, a highway to heaven episode uh. that that makes sense. Um, in Star Trek next generation, they did it where um, Data was actually just performing part of it. So that was kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. But then you have uh, the Patrick Stewart version, which he did a reading of it. And so that's how I first listened to it was on CD from a stage show that he had done, a, a one-man show of, of the yeah. thing. And, but then they did do a, a version of it where it's it's actually an adaptation of the whole story with full cast. It wasn't just just him, but Patrick Stewart played Scrooge, and but his one man show of it is pretty good, except for when he's doing like uh, kid voices. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like brings it to the higher register, and it's kind of uh, okay. I've never watched the Patrick Stewart version. It's good. Um, I really liked it. It's never been able to suck me in. I, I always pick, think of it as too uh, dour. Well, yeah, they're playing it like almost like historical fiction. You know, like it's it's just a uh, what, Victorian story from London, <laughs> and and the performance that carries it is definitely Patrick Stewart's. It's it's not anything about like how fun the cinematography is or anything like that. <laughs> Speaking of cinematography, did you guys see the uh, Jim Carrey one from Robert Zemeckis? I believe I skipped it because I didn't like the way it looked. Yeah. And it's another polar one of those. express. Yep. It's another one of those. Um, but yeah, it's, it's kind of fun to see. Jim Carrey play all the characters. Uh, he actually does a pretty good job being Scrooge. It's a very cartoony version, but yeah, it's not it's not on my favorites list. Because hmm. they're doing kind of the same thing where, like, with Tom Hanks playing almost everyone in correct Polar and it's very it's it's Robert Zemeckis's affinity for let's put the camera in weird places um, and have some fun with that. Like where they have the you know the Polar Express go on like the roller coaster mm -hmm. ride, Scrooge kind of does a similar thing, and but um, they stick really very 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 close to um, the source material. So there's that. Well, all right. Uh, I'm trying to think of other ones. There was a Xena Warrior Princess one. 
<laughs> really? Yeah. I remember seeing it, but I don't remember much about it. So, yeah. But it's a thing. There's got to be a list somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Of Christmas Carol applications. Yeah, I, I can't think of other ones at the moment. VeggieTales did an Easter Carol. That was fantastic, actually. That was very good. Well, if I remember correctly, it was like taking the characters who had already been in the Christmas episode. Yes, it was a sequel. And so they did the Christmas episode with these Victorian characters, but it's not a Christmas Carol. And they take these Victorian characters and instead do Christmas Carol with Easter. Yeah. 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 And if you haven't seen it, it's very good. It's yeah. it's probably my favorite VeggieTales episode. Wow. High yeah. praise. Hmm. I mean, it's not like, you know, it's not the, it's not on the top of the list for funny, but it's, it's on top of the list for well done and, uh, the gospel message. Yeah. So, um, it's great because he's, he's haunted by his grandma, um, instead of Jacob Marley. And he's like, it's a ghost. And she's like, boy, what have I told you? There's no such thing as ghosts. I'm a vision. <laughs> All right, so here's one I want to see, but I don't know if, how. Okay, I don't really want to see it, but I do want to yeah. see it. It's from 2003. It's called A Carol Christmas, and it's a modern retelling of it. Tori Spelling <laughs> oh, no. plays Carol Cartman, and then she is visited by the Ghost of Christmas Past, played by <laughs> Gary Coleman, <laughs> and the Ghost of Christmas Present, Played by William Shatner. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, wow. They uh, pulled out all the stops for stars, huh? Well, they definitely pulled out some stops. I don't know if they pulled out all of them, but... I think a lot of the stops are still in. <laughs> <laughs> so there actually is a list here. Okay. On What's on Wikipedia? There's a lot. I'm scrolling. That's how I saw that one. Uh, there's too much to actually just talk about all of them. What's the what, What's the first one? Like, the, is there like a the first adaptation? Yeah, the first like film? the first the first thing that was like not a traditional oh. version of a Christmas Carol. Does it have something? Uh, like that? I don't know. I mean, there's lots of stage adaptions. Well, here's live action film, 1901. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's pretty old. Entitled Scrooge or Marley's Ghost. Uh, Scrooge with, uh, with Bill Murray. I've only seen bits and pieces of that. One. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna blast through TV series episodes that had an episode that took Christmas Carol, Topper, Bewitched, The Smothers Brothers, The Odd Couple. Omnibus, I don't know what that is. Sanford and Son, Little House on the Prairie, Six Million Dollar Man, WKRP in Cincinnati, Alice, <laughs> Family Ties, Highway to Heaven, Fame, George Burns Comedy Week, Beverly Hills Teens, I don't know what that is. Sounds great. Yeah. A Different World, Mr. Belvedere, uh, Northern Exposure, Martin, Xena Warrior Princess, uh, I Was a Sixth Grade Alien, the episode title is A Very Buttsman Christmas. Nan's Christmas Carol from the Catherine Tate show, Doctor Who, a Christmas Carol, Sweet Life on Deck, Kelly Clarkson's cautionary Christmas music tale, uh, General Hospital did it. Uh, here's animated ones that did it. Uh, Gumby, Bugs Bunny, The Dukes. So that's the animated Dukes of Hazard, The Jetsons, <laughs> Real Ghostbusters. Actually, I've heard of that episode. I've never seen it, but I did hear about it. Beverly Hills Teens. That's apparently oh, that sounds interesting, though. I'd like to watch that. What the real Ghostbusters? Yeah, the Ghostbusters versus the Ghosts of Christmas Past. That's <laughs> Says uh, they end up traveling back in time, where they unknowingly meet Scrooge and end up busting the three Christmas ghosts by accident. <laughs> uh, Brave Star, Camp Candy. That was John Candy's cartoon show that he had. Chipmunks, Animaniacs, Avenger Penguins, <laughs> One Hundred One Dalmatians. The series. A Cruella or a Christmas Cruella, All Dogs Christmas Carol. That's based on All Dogs Going to Heaven. I've seen that. Pepper one. Ann, Aqua Teen Hunger Force, The Simpsons, 
VeggieTales. Oh man, there's just so many. Looney yeah. Tunes. Going. American Dad. Barbie. Wayside Barbie. Uh, Looney Tunes again. Jake and the Neverland Pirates. Thomas and Friends. My Little Pony. Powerpuff Girls. You're a good man, Mojo Jojo. <laughs> oh, but it's the newer Powerpuff Girls from 2017. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Family Guy. Scooby-Doo. DuckTales from 2018. That was a good episode, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I just watched that. It was very good. And The Loud House. I don't know what that is. That's a Nickelodeon show. Okay. Whew. But that's because... I mean, they did it because they can. <laughs> the the DuckTales won the new one. Um, where Scrooge is, he's hating Christmas and he says, I don't like Christmas. Bah humbug. And then he leaves and Webby is like in awe of him. He's like, she's like, he said it. <laughs> <laughs> well, but he had good reason to hate Christmas though. But he didn't actually. Well, he, to pretend he, that he hated Christmas. Yes, yes, he he was pretending that he hates Christmas, but he actually likes it, except for Santa Claus. Yeah. For some reason, they have a giant feud. Uh, there is one more, and I have not read this, but I have it, and I I really should read it, but um, Batman Noel was a uh, oh. graphic novel where I believe Batman is the Scrooge role. Hmm. <laughs> Interesting. So, hmm. Yeah. I bought it when it came out 10 years ago <laughs> and haven't gotten around to reading it. <laughs> that's, that's great. Oh, goodness. so I saw this while I was just scrolling through here. It's a novel. I think it's Scrooge the year after from 2012. Hmm. And it is <laughs> following Scrooge's uh, it's one year afterwards it's following Scrooge's attempts to investigate the cause of his sister's death did you guys mm. ever see uh, Dickensian no I don't is a TV show and basically it took all the Dickens characters and had a murder mystery and the murder mystery was who killed Marley because <laughs> huh. you know Marley's dead and it doesn't give you much of a background to that, but uh, uh, it's if you if you enjoy Dickens and you know the characters and and enjoy seeing them in uh, you know like prototypical type of you know like some of them are much younger than they appear in in the stories that they they're they're actually in. Um, because What's interesting it is sets up. Like if you read the story, then you're like, ah, okay. So that Dickensian story could be true because now I know why this character is like this. So it's kind of, it's kind of interesting if you like the Dickens characters. I do want to watch that. It's really interesting because Adventures in Odyssey just did something like that where uh, it's a, a murder mystery imagination station adventure and it happens to take place in the, you know, Dickensian world where, uh, or you know Marley's watch gets stolen and the girl has to go investigate how it got stolen she ends up meeting a couple other Dickens characters so I don't know if they're going to keep going with that but that's a that was kind of fun interesting I have to say that a lot of these novels here on the Wikipedia list I I don't think I'm interested in all in them <laughs> like Marley a novel the story of Jacob Marley Ebenezer's first Noel, a prequel to the Christmas Carol. In this retelling, Jacob sends Ebenezer back to his days when he was in love with Belle for one last chance for love and to save Marley from his own ghostly torments. Pursued by the criminal Professor James Moriarty, <laughs> Ebenezer and Belle and their children, Catherine and Heathcliff, spend much of their lives in mid-19th century Australia. This novel <laughs> combines characters and elements from Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, H.G. Wells, and Dickens. Oh my. Yeah. Talk about this some one, fan fiction yeah, multiverse stuff. This is interesting. Tiny, Tiny Tim and the ghost of Ebenezer Scrooge. Ebenezer Scrooge dies just days before Christmas. Tiny Tim, now a young man who lost his sweetheart, battles anger and lost faith. <laughs> Scrooge's ghost returns to teach him a much needed lesson. <laughs> okay. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure Tiny Tim is the 
the one you want to be picking on. Yeah. <laughs> Poor kid. You still call him Tiny Tim after he grew up? <laughs> That's Maybe he was question. still tiny. Jacob, a denouement, in, a denouement in one act, a story set roughly 80 years after the original where Jacob Marley, having played all three ghosts with no idea if his visit was successful, learns <laughs> of the positive effects he had on Scrooge and London as a whole that may free him of his chains. <laughs> Christmas, Christmas Carol 2, Rise, Rise of the, of the Juggernauts, <laughs> a fantasy tale in which Scrooge has died and Tiny Tim has become a martial artist. Tiny Tim must battle a treacherous secret society and a mechanical army called the Juggernauts. <laughs> what in the world? It's like that has nothing to do with anything. Let's just take the character names and okay. run with it. Okay, how about a, a Carol for Another Christmas by Rod Serling? That I want to see. <laughs> From 1964. That I want to see. Oh, man. <laughs> Mr. Timothy. Here again is an adult Tiny Tim, only this time as a 23-year-old resident of a London brothel who becomes oh, embroiled boy. in a murder mystery. Yeah. Oh, my. Uh, just not interested in these. Yeah. I have. Why would you do that? That's just... If I were to do a Christmas Carol side story, though, I would do a story about the ghosts in the spirit world. Oh yeah, then, As they're yeah. Like getting ready to go and visit, you know, and, and find out and how many other ghosts are. are there. Yeah, yeah. Are there ghosts of February thirteenth future? <laughs> I don't <laughs> you know? think so. To find out why they're robots, right? Christmas is special for a reason. Yeah. Here's one: A Christmas Carol, the death of Tiny Tim, and other dark stories. The title story is a murder mystery that suggests that Scrooge sent the prize turkey to the Cratchit family with ill intent. <laughs> Tiny Tim strikes back. <laughs> Tiny Christ. Tim takes exception to his nickname. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a Christmas Carol massacre. That's what we need. Um, well, all right then. <laughs> All that to say, it's a great story and it has a great themes, has great ideas. And honestly, I just, I just can't get enough of this story right now, but about December 26th, I will have gotten enough of it and I'll be ready to not come back to it for another year. So that's where I land with that. All right. What about you guys? You Final the, words. The Mutual Radio Theater broadcast a radio play in 1980 called The Last of Scrooge, starring Vincent Price as the narrator and Hans Conried as Scrooge, relating the events occurring after Scrooge's reformation that eventually brought the old man to an unhappy and miserable end. Oh my. It's like, why would you do that? <laughs> yeah, Vincent Price and Hans Conried. <laughs> Give him something to chew on. Oh well. Well, my my last words, my last words would be, um, go check out that new Netflix one and tell us what you think because I really liked it. And my last words would be, I love the idea that this whole thing is all about how you change, and you can change the world. It is about how London changed because of Scrooge because Scrooge started giving, and. I said this in the video, but you know what? We hopefully all of us are Scrooge after, you know, and are able to turn things around, but we are also Bob Cratchit. We are also tiny Tim. We are also the ghosts who are hopefully pushing the people in our lives towards Christ, towards living like Christ and towards keeping Christmas in the best way possible, which is showing Christ's love to everyone and pointing people to the kingdom. God bless us. And also, Godspeed, everyone. You've been listening to the Strangers and Aliens podcast, hosted by Ben Avery, Evan David, Steve McDonald, and Dr. Jay Samuel. Our music was composed and mixed by Tim Leffel. We'd love for you to join the conversation by going to our website at strangersandaliens.com, where you'll find show notes, articles, reviews, and more. 
You can also email us directly at podcast at strangersandaliens.com. Or you can join our social media conversations by following us on Twitter, where we are at Strange and Alien, or liking us on Facebook at facebook.com slash strangersandaliens. Or leave us a voicemail by calling the Strangers and Aliens hotline. That number is 1-804-37-ALIEN. And once again, thanks for listening. I'm a vision.